Alright, Bruiser Nation, it is time for yet another edition of the Bruise Cruise Podcast. And today, our excursions are going to take us all the way back to, well, WrestleMania 10 again for another week for the Intercontinental Championship ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. And our main excursion of the Bruise Cruise Podcast, Episode 9, Why So Many Ladder Matches, will be Jeff Hardy. The Undertaker for the undisputed WWE Championship in, you guessed it, a ladder match. Hit that subscribe button, support the Bruise Cruise podcast, and support Bruiser Nation Productions, who makes this all possible along with a partnership with Anchor.fm. And a special thanks to Styles the Vibes God for totally getting this audio set up for the Bruise Cruise podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bruiser Nation members of all ages, it's time. It's time. It's Bruise Cruise time. This Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon Intercontinental Championship ladder match was really important to my love of professional wrestling. It was one of the first VHS tapes that I had purchased was WrestleMania 10, and I was instantly in love with ladder matches. As soon as this match was over, I can't get enough of them. If you can't tell, I think I've covered like eight on this podcast alone, and we've only been doing this, guys, for two months. And they did start it off well, because there's only one ladder. It's like the second or third at the most ladder match in company history. And it's one of those old school ladders. The I might have it in my garage to clean my gutters or paint my house type of a ladder. Like there's no gig to this one. And the quick wrestling holds by Shawn Michaels is what was able to get Razor Ramon out of the ring so Diesel could knock him down with a clothesline leading to Earl Hebner ejecting Diesel. That way he's, you know, storyline wise, he's not involved in the entire matchup because at that time Diesel was Shawn Michaels' bodyguard. And Razor, man, those right hands, I forgot how good those were in his prime. That man can make it look like he literally slapped the taste out of your mouth. But one of those big ones early on took Sean to the point where, oh yeah, he's going to take the Razor's edge. But no, big mistake. Sean was not having it because Razor was trying to Razor's edge him outside of the ring onto the exposed concrete floor. So Sean wasn't having that. So he backdropped Razor Ramon onto the concrete floor over the top rope, giving them a nice little rest period, which was probably a good idea. This is still a new concept back at WrestleMania 10. And when I talk about ladder matches, this one really, I mean, this one was groundbreaking. A lot of the stuff that they did was on the fly as as the best to describe it because there wasn't precedent for it like sean and brett had had one but it wasn't really it was a wrestling match around a like a super regular ladder not a double-sided ladder but the little things the the baseball slide into the ladder that you still see to this day and he had some velocity behind that really nailing razor ramon in, in the solar plexus Another thing about this matchup was Sean selling. 
his selling was on point on this. There were times in Shawn Michaels' career where he would oversell or undersell. And there's a very, very fine line between overselling and ridiculous overselling. And I think Razor being his friend, he sold perfectly. He tried his best to get his buddy over. Sean tossed that ladder at him. My God, that wasn't even safe. That was definitely, oh, he's my friend. It's going to be fine. Because he only hit him with like one side of that ladder. And the thing was like twisted in the air and smacked Razor Ramon in the back. He didn't even know it was coming. At least uh, maybe he did, but it sure as heck didn't look like he knew it was coming. And then the pace quickens. Sean's getting control. Bam. They smack heads right in the middle of the ring, which is a really good rest spot for this match. One more thing that I will say about this match is that, man, that finish still holds up. It's still exciting. He gets, Shawn Michaels gets stuck in the ropes, can't get out and can't stop Razor Ramon from climbing the top rope. It's never been duplicated. And I mean, I've seen people that have tried to duplicate it and it's so hard to do what the way Shawn did it because you got to get your leg in the right spot. You got to fall the right way just to be able to get those ropes to twist around your leg as you're falling to the mat. All in all, this match really did start the ladder match revolution, if you will. It certainly started my love of ladder matches. And are you ready for it? I know I am. We're going to have our next excursion, Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy for the Undisputed Championship in a ladder match. A little bit of background here for this one. Jeff Hardy had challenged The Undertaker to a ladder match the week before on Raw. Undertaker gladly accepted. And this match happened on July 1st, 2002. But I digress. It was a really smart by Jeff Hardy storyline-wise to attack Undertaker in the way that he did. He sat on his bike, causing him to want to come out of the ring and really put a whooping on him. And Jeff ran into the ring, then drop-kicked the ladder onto Undertaker, then here comes a plancha, but dang, it's not enough. Because, well, it's the Undertaker, and he's big, and he's huge, and he's strong, and Jeff Hardy, well, he's a strong guy. He can take a lot of punishment, but when you look at him next to the Undertaker, he's a really, really, really small guy. So Undertaker was able to take control back fairly quickly, and it was kind of a slow ladder match, but in a good way, because storyline-wise, Undertaker's not going to be going in there flying 100 miles an hour. He's the Undertaker. He's a big, methodical dead man. He wanted to take Jeff Hardy apart, and he did, because he just took his time manhandling Jeff Hardy that entire matchup. Now, of course, Jeff would get his flurries here and there, a very few and far between. Undertaker took some legit chair shots, though. He really wanted Jeff to get over in this matchup, and I think he did a great job of putting him over. Or maybe a non-seasoned veteran wouldn't have done the spot of climbing the ladder halfway and seeing Jeff Hardy stand up and go, yeah, no, he hasn't had enough yet, so I'm going to keep this going which ultimately led to Jeff Hardy being able to come back and being inches and inches away from the Undisputed Championship multiple times. And the crowd was eating it up, too. They really wanted Jeff to 
take that championship from The Undertaker. Undertaker was on a great heel run. Of course, Jeff Hardy is beloved and has been for a long time. So the crowd was ready for him to become champion. It just wasn't his day. Undertaker did his part. And Jeff did too. Jeff took a lot of punishment to get himself over and get the match over. But The Undertaker did a lot for Jeff Hardy's career, I do believe, with this matchup here. Because I do, I, I think the whole idea was to shoot Jeff over the mountaintop by having him go toe-to-toe with The Undertaker and just keep coming back for more, which is exactly what he did the entire time. Even after taking that choke slam off the ladder for the finish, Jeff Hardy got up and asked for more and took a last ride for his troubles. And then he got up again, told Undertaker, you know, grabbed a microphone, told Undertaker, I'm still standing. Because Undertaker said he ain't walking out of this arena. But nah, Jeff was too tough for that. He went ahead, he stood up, he grabbed a microphone, told him I'm still standing. He was winded as hell when he was trying to cut that. And here comes the Undertaker, marching down with this look on his face like, how dare you? How dare you? I'm gonna destroy you. And he picks Jeff Hardy up off the mat because Jeff couldn't stand anymore after grabbing the microphone and calling The Undertaker back to the ring. Pulls way, way back. He's gonna deliver one hell of a soup bone. But no, he just, just taps him on the cheek and walks away, giving him his props. You know, you're one tough kid, like all those kind of things. And that moment right there did more for Jeff Hardy's career than any swanton bomb off of any 20-foot ladder Jeff Hardy had done up to that point. But all in all, this was another great ladder match. It's not, if you're expecting some crazy spot fest ladder match and all kinds of crazy stunts, then this isn't the ladder match for you. If you just want to watch a different type of ladder match, this one's for you. It's nice, it's slow, and it's different. Slow in a good way because it fits the character of The Undertaker. Now, hopefully, The Undertaker hasn't pulled you under the ring so you can still subscribe to the Bruce Cruz Podcast because you're not going to want to miss episode 10. That's right. Episode 10. We've made it this far, folks. Let's see how far we can go. I'm not going to tell you the matches but they are going to involve Chris Jericho. Tune in next week to the Bruise Cruise Podcast, Episode 10, The Goat. It'll have a different name, but Chris Jericho matches will be involved, folks. Follow us on Spotify, Anchor.fm, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. Visit our Facebook page. We're working on a homepage for the website for Bruise Cruise Podcast and Bruiser Nation Productions. Check those out when they are available. I'll throw it out on social media. Support your semi-favorite, maybe like it a little bit podcast.